are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that, and like you, right now. So be encouraged. And let your light shine. I couldn't remember if I was like 9 or like 13. She's like, yeah, you're like 10. Josh, you're like a prodigy. No, I just had drums at my house when I was a little kid. <laughs> Which is, t- have you ever had drums at your house? They're horrible. They're so loud. Well, my I kids mean, want drums now and I won't. My dad did. You won't, won't let them? They're the worst. Have you ever heard drums? I don't know how my parents let me do it. All right. Are we on? Yeah. Oh, welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. This is Betty. Stop. <laughs> uh, this is Kate. Catherine. You want to be Liz? So Betty. <laughs> Cheryl. Cheryl. Welcome to our Shine Podcast listeners. I'm Beth. Cheryl. Cheryl. (laughs) Well, this is Beth. And Kate. And we're here with our special speaker today, our special guest, Josh Graham. Welcome, Josh. Josh. Background music. Yeah. Woohoo. Josh. Here's a little bio about Josh. He's been married to his wife, Kyle, for 11 years, and they have three lovely kids. Yeah. He's been in the youth ministry for the past 10 years. He is our youth pastor. He teaches junior high and senior high Sunday school here. He plays a lot of kickball with Mm -hmm. our kids. Mm -hmm. He has been on the worship team since he's been 10 years old. He was the lead drummer for his band at church when he was 10, and he verified that with his mother. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. He had a check on that. (laughs) He loves to spend his free time coaching his kids' teams, and he loves going on dates with his wife. Aww. What's your favorite date? Did you really put that in your bio? Yeah, I do love going on dates with my wife. There is such a premium when you have, like, little kids. Oh, gosh, little kids? No. What's your favorite date? Anything. Nothing nothing specific. I mean, (laughs) just hanging out Time away without the kids. Kyle's favorite date is when you made her dinner. She talks about that all the time. When, you, when I like, made her dinner? Oh, we had yeah, a quarantine like you, date. You cooked for her. Yeah, we had um, during quarantine, we got a new house, and then we never left because of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it had uh, one of those, like, three seasons rooms. I just, like, shut all the kids. I was like, you're out of here. And then <laughs> we just had a date out there in the three seasons room. I love that <laughs> so much. Yep. It was fun. Did they have their little faces pressing against the glass? the whole time. (laughs) Just pull the curtain like. (laughs) I could totally see Tristan doing that. No, any dates. I like like all dates with my wife. Fancy ones, um, normal ones. You guys know when you have little kids, it's so hard to get them that once you do, it's like, thank God, this is so great. We can have some adult conversations and. And then we just talk about our kids anyway, so. It's true. Everything we promised we're not going to talk about. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the uh, the one weekend we took off and we went away for a, for a weekend. Uh, we went to Hawking Hills. And then, like, the whole weekend we just talked about, like, uh, our future plans, like, what we wanted to do at church. And, like, it was, like, the one Sunday we weren't at church. And then we were, like, yeah. And listen, may I just for a minute, though, insert that this is so true of Josh and Kyle, 
that they're so committed and faithful to the church. They go away and still are thinking about the upper room, which is so amazing. And it's like one of my favorite things. So yeah. that's why we're excited to shine the spotlight on you today, yeah, Josh. For sure. Right. Tell us what or who turned your light on. So when I was reading this question, I had a lot of different answers. And I immediately thought of a bunch of guys that did youth group when I was in youth group. And just to say specific names, um, there was a guy named Dan Slagle that was the youth guy. Um, there's another guy named Ben Cope and another guy named Derek Beck that were kind of the three guys that were doing youth group and um, they like made church fun, you know, and they included people. And I was thinking about all the times that they would come pick me up for events and how like I didn't live on the way to anything, like very out of the way for people to come get me. And, um, you know, they just pick me up and drop me off for stuff all the time, you know, and I just thought about how much I appreciated those guys. And, you know, it just had such a big impact on me. I never like even set out to do youth ministry. It just, I just kind of like happened into it somehow, but thinking back on it, it was really pivotal and it was really, um, an important time in my life. You know, young, young people have such a hard time figuring out where they fit in anyway, you know, and then if you have people that are a little bit older than you that are always including you and making you feel, you know, like you're part of things, that's pretty special. You don't always see that kind of a thing. So, so definitely those guys. How um, old were you? Oh, I don't know, junior high. Okay. So in your faith journey, high school. were you, you were born and raised in the church? Yeah. Yeah. I can't Pastors. ever. Pastors. Uh, grandson? Yeah, yeah, my grandpa Pastor's was a pastor. Kid. I can't ever remember not going to church. I mean, we were always there, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. When did going to church become something different than your own faith journey and your relationship with Jesus? Like when did it like become my own, kind mm-hmm. of? Um, I don't know. I think pretty early on, like the Bible talks about the gift of faith, and I think I have the gift of faith because there's never a time where I'm like, I don't know, is God real? Like, I don't ever look up at the stars and be like, I, he might not be. This might be a waste of time. <laughs> like, I just pretty much am like, this is it. Like, it's happening. I can feel it. You know, I believe it. So I don't know. I don't know when the exact time was. I don't have like a, a Christian birthday like a lot of people do, but probably pretty early on. Like, I can remember being on the praise team pretty seriously. Like, this is this is my job. This is what I do here. Like, I show up early for practice. At 10. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is my, you know, I have some ownership of this. This is what I do. This is how I serve. So I don't I don't know exact date, but um, pretty early on, you know, I feel like God's given me the gift of faith. I can just remember as, a, as a, a little kid really feeling like I felt the Holy Spirit, like in praise and worship, and that kind of stuff's always been special to me. So it seems like it's been a while. <laughs> when did you transition from drums to guitar um, and vocals? I, this I do remember. When I was uh, 12, I thought guitar players were way cooler than drummers. But I also thought guitars had a lot of strings. And I was like, I'll just play bass. It looks like a guitar. Got less strings, just one note at a time. Then, this is funny because then I, I joined the youth band when I was 12, even though I'd already been in the adult band for a couple of years. And then a couple, just uh, a year or so later than that, I just started playing guitar and my parents were musical so we always had like instruments like laying around which is strange because they never uh tried to get us to do it we were like more so sneaking stuff out of the closet when people weren't looking and using it and trying to figure it out on our own so so around 12 started playing bass and then guitar kind of a little bit after that about a year after that and then i never really wanted to be a singer (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't Don't like, make me sing. I, I didn't set no, I didn't I didn't really want to be a singer. I when I started singing, uh we wanted to have a rock band and nobody else would do it. And I was like, All right, I'll give it a shot. Let's see, <laughs> let's just see what happens. So I always felt like I was like the one that was like, Okay, well I'll try it. I don't know. Kind of stuck a little bit, but I like it. I grew into it. Again, I'm just, I look at people like Josh and I'm like, look how long they've been committed to something. It's just amazing to me that the the commitment to something that he has faith in and I love it. Rock band. Who's in your rock band? Do I have a rock band? I don't feel like I listen to your rock band. Was it a Christian rock band? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was very important to be a Christian rock band. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're being it was uh, the, oh, late, the late 90s. I mean, did you write your own music? Yeah, yeah, we wrote our own songs. Well, it was. Um, I, I don't even know if I would have been allowed to be a not a Christian rock band. Ooh. You guys remember how it was back then? Like, you, like you, we couldn't buy music not from the Christian bookstore. Like, so all our. Music had to be from the Christian bookstore. Separation between yeah, secular. No, no rated R movies. Oh, seriously, like, when I was growing up, do you remember my parents, that? Oh, yeah. That was like my the parents, culture. Like, well, totally. I mean, my parents would only let me listen to secular music mm-hmm. for like just a short period of time per day. So I remember. Oh, you had a cap. Like a yeah. Cap. Yes. So I, we I had to shut my radio off oh my at 10 p.m. We and had, had to be a, off. Mom would be like, okay. And so I would run down to the basement and turn my Wilson Phillips CD on. Yeah. Wilson Phillips? Oh. <laughs> and I listened to like two songs by Wilson Phillips and then it that time's it. up. Yeah, we had no cap Put at all. It was Carmen zero tolerance. Oh, zero. And we had uh, – my bedroom had like one of those drop ceilings. And I would just pop them up and throw my mainstream CDs in there. <laughs> And, I, and I'd even be at school and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, if they find those. <laughs> you feel like I'm so rebellious. So bad. So you just you that. went to church with your family mm-hmm. and your your grandparents mm-hmm. were awesome leaders at Abundant Life Church mm-hmm. for how many years? I think it started in the early eighties. I want to say they retired around maybe twenty ten, somewhere right around there. Long run there. Yeah, yeah, they did all right. They did okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were very uh, instrumental in me being a Christian for sure. Uh, my grandma was like one of those people that could like see a good thing in any person and then just like magnify it and amplify it. So she was really great at just like seeing people that it was like, that guy, I don't know about him. And then she'd be like, you know what I think about you? I think you're the greeter at the front door. And then, and then the guy's like, yeah, I love greeting people. Like, so uh, What's she seeing you? They would tell me I was a leader. And I think they just told me that because... Um, we had Sunday night church. Because you are? And then everybody would, uh, you know, fellowship for hours on end afterwards, and the kids would just get in trouble outside. So <laughs> they'd be like, you're a leader. Stop getting in trouble. And <laughs> don't put this on me. Parents, they talk yeah. too much. So tell us, Josh, what lights you up? I love, uh, I mean, I teach all this, you know, a lot of Sunday school classes and youth group classes. I really love that. I like, you know, kind of mentoring kids. Um, I like when the kids feel accepted and loved. You know, every week at at youth group at the end, uh, when I'm praying, I always say, Jesus, I just would ask that every kid that ever walks in the door for youth group just feels like they're loved and this is a place they can be themselves and um, that they just feel loved and accepted. I like for kids to just grow into who they are. You know, and I've kind of done that for um, youth group kids. I've, I've done it a little bit for like musicians, like um, younger musicians that are learning what they're doing. And I like to encourage them and help them, you know, find their voice or find, you know, where they fit. Which churches like this are really cool because, 
you don't have to be perfect to do something. You know, there's a lot of places where it's like, oh man, if I play one wrong note or if I play a beat wrong or something, like I'm off, I'm fired from the team. And like, man, I play so many wrong notes. Like, <laughs> it's okay to like be yourself in like, you know, younger kids. You know, it's so special for them to learn that, that that's okay. Like, whether it's music or anything, whatever area that they're going to serve, you know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to make your mistakes. Like, like the requirement isn't to be perfect. Like, Jesus' requirement wasn't to be perfect. He had all those 12 guys were not perfect all the time. You know, it wasn't Jesus' requirement to be perfect. So I really like to encourage people to be who they are, who, who God made them to be. That really lights me up. I love being on the praise and worship team. You know, I love playing the drums and I love singing and and leading. You got you guys always give me opportunities to do that stuff. I really appreciate that. You're like the easiest person to have on a team. I feel like he's such an example of what everyone would be like. Oh, I want him on my team. He's <laughs> like, well, hey, can you do that? Sure, I'd love to. Hey. <laughs> Uh, this fell through. Can you do this last minute? I'm really sorry. Someone's sick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm totally there. I'd love to. And it's not like ever begrudging or <laughs> sad. It's always like, oh, yeah, uh, I will happily wake up an hour earlier. And then he's like, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, my gosh. Have you decided what your Enneagram number is? Oh. Oh. <sighs> I did figure it out, but then I'm not, like, super into it, so I forgot. What are the... What are the nine Enneagram numbers? No, it's like, uh, it, was like a four, a it was like a four or a five or something. What, what oh, are those ones? I think ones? Kyle said that you were leaning towards a five. What are they? I would know it if you said uh, it. Uh, label? Yeah, what's the label? It's five, like a four or five. Fives are learners. They... Mm-hmm. They want to be informed. Mm-hmm. They want to understand. Yeah, yeah I they think that's understand it. understand the world through knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want facts about everything. They, right. They want to acquire facts yeah. and information. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fours are, you might be like a five wing four, where fours are like really create, they're creatives. They're uh, that might be it. Melancholy. I think that's it. I'm not, <laughs> melancholy? Super, I'm not super melancholy. Who's not really. Yeah, I do want all the facts. I feel like if you have all the facts, then then that's all you need. And then that doesn't always go that great, you know, in every life circumstance when when there's opposition and you just present facts. And then so in my mind, it makes sense to find, read it for true. yourself. Yeah, they're a, they're a, independent. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned I, some of your the guys that led mm-hmm. youth group when you were a kid. Do you think that influenced you wanting to work with youth? Oh, good question. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I do like working with youth. I feel like there's like an energy to it. Chris was like, God bless you. We came out and you were outside with the youth group. And he was like, I could, I could not. Josh is amazing. We are talking about you. I didn't lot. set out to be a youth pastor. I think that was just the only like position available. And I was like, okay, I'll give that one a shot. I'll try that one. And but then I and then I ended up liking takes, it. So. Right? Yeah. I do feel like. Sure. Did you grow up thinking like, you wanted to be in ministry? Oh, no. Uh, no. What did you want to do when you grew up? I, you know, I when I graduated high school, I was like, I'm just going to play my guitar and play my drums. Be in the Christian rock band. Yep. And, uh, and I did for a little while. We traveled around. Me and my brothers traveled around a lot. Oh, um, you didn't tell us this. For eight or ten years. Oh, my goodness. And not full-time. We didn't travel full-time, but... You're a rock star. No. Well, no, not at all. I didn't put that in your bio. Can I get not your stuff on Spotify? No. Still there? <laughs> no, you can't. It was before the internet. <laughs> it's before... You know what? It I was, remember your album. It, it was uh, the right when Napster was happening and the whole like record industry changed. Yeah. But we, tra- we traveled and played music. 
And then when we weren't traveling, we would just wait tables or, yeah, just wait tables pretty much <laughs> or deliver pizzas or something. <laughs> that was when uh, we lived in lived in Orlando for, for a lot of that time. But it was really fun. It was a good opportunity. I didn't really ever think that I would have like a family and like a normal situation, like a normal life. I did not think that would happen. I thought I'd just be on I, the bus. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't think I would have a normal family situation. I didn't I didn't know if I would get married. And if I did, I didn't know if I'd have kids. And that actually turned out to be my favorite thing is uh, oh, is, uh my kids and, and my wife's. That's awesome. It's a stuff and I still you get to play music here. So yeah. So that's very fulfilling. So the last question is, how right now are you letting your light shine? I'm just trying to be faithful at church. Um, I love I love doing what I do as far as youth group, praise and worship team. I mean, th- those are like my main things. I just like doing those things. If I can um, teach the Bible a little bit, play my guitar a little bit, then that makes me feel super fulfilled. Have you um, had any experiences that have been like really meaningful to you? Like when it comes to youth group and the kids, anything well, that, like stands out? it is out? a little, it's a little interesting. So I'm, I think I'm coming up on my 10 year mark. So like I'm starting to see some kids that are like grown ups now. Some of them are still Christians even. So like, it's like, oh man, <laughs> great. Stuck. That worked out for you. <laughs> Despite me. <laughs> It still happened for you. So uh, it is interesting and, and fulfilling to see some of those kids come back and now they're adults and, and they're serving Jesus. And, and thanking uh, you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you had like... That, you know, like that you. would be such a weird like... Even if they did, I probably wouldn't even remember it because it'd make me feel awkward and I'd just delete it from my memory. So... <laughs> Um, you don't like compliments? No, they're the worst. <laughs> they're the worst. Don't shine I, I, a light Let's compliment him right um, now. No, I just feel like God has given me so many opportunities just to feel useful and needed. And like, I love that. Like, I love to feel like uh, like I have a job or a part or a responsibility or I like to do that. And we're we're so thankful to be at this church. This, um, you know, it was in, I think we've been here five years now. And when we were... Uh, what I call church-free agents, we uh, avoided coming here. And I was like, listen, we can't just go there because we've got a bunch of friends. We have to, like, figure out where God wants us because we're going to plug in and our kids are little, so we're gonna. That's where we're gonna rate our. You know, our kids are gonna grow up. And me and Kyle both were like, well, we're not just gonna go somewhere because our friends are there. So we went like to every other church, like every. I mean, we went to a bunch of different churches and. Like we'd get up on Sunday and be like, "All right, where are we gonna where are we gonna try out today?" And uh, so, I mean, I I do enjoy church. The first Sunday we came here, we were both kind of like, "Yeah, this is it." I mean, the, of course, this is this, this is the place. And even Chuck walked up and he goes, "What are you doing here today? How who let you in here?" I, was, <laughs> like, I just drove myself, Chuck. I just I just came here. But I mean, I feel like even in that, it speaks to the wisdom and maturity in their family that they want to be obedient and they want to follow God's plan. If God is saying, you know, our friends are here at the upper room and that would be, I well, mean, the easiest decision, but you said, it would be easy. no, we're going, we're going to visit and we're going to listen to what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that about you guys. Mm-hmm. I would have been so <sighs> sad if you weren't here, but I do appreciate that you're obedient to mm-hmm. what God's directing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, as a Christian, you have some responsibility to be a part of your local community and your local body. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, me and Kyle both just thought, like, Mm -hmm. if where we go to church, we will be plugged in. Like, we're going to serve and we're going to, you want to be where God wants you to be. Yeah. You know. And active. 
Yeah. But the servant heart in you guys is, it's really, really obvious. And you and your whole family is a great example. What's your day Everyone job like? See. What? Do you, how do you let your light shine? <laughs> my day job. Your day I job. Um, do tech support for my day job. So I just talk on the phone a bunch and look at a lot of numbers. It's a pretty fast paced situation. So, you know, and I talk to so many people for such a short amount of time. I feel like you're probably pretty happy to talk to, though. Are you friendly? Yeah, you gotta be, you know? You gotta, when you're when you're solving problems. I feel like you can be a light in really small things. Mm-hmm. Like, someone on the road is calling you to get someone who is <laughs> enjoyable to speak to. <laughs> that in itself is a, is a shine. I feel like you shine for your family, too. I feel like Yeah, I was just gonna ask you. I feel like you're amazing with your kids. And that was... I was listening to your word, uh, the word that you and Kyle got. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. How long has it been? Like, a year and a half? Anyways, I was listening to it yesterday, and I listened to it again today. Oh, boy. Clem talked about how much of your ministry is... I mean, it's here, but it's also Mm -hmm. to your family. Mm -hmm. And how phenomenal your kids are and going to be. Because, like, you're not just raising your kids. You're discipling your kids. Mm -hmm. And your kids aren't just being brought up in a home Mm -hmm. where they get three meals a day. But they're being taught the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And that you and Kyle are really good parents. Are you a third-generation Christian? Or is it far back? Uh, Further back than that? My... uh, it's I, I guess it's a little bit further back my great-grandpa was uh like a tent revival preacher guy oh that's fun so even a little bit further back he was amish and then he went to like a tent revival and left that and kind of went bananas with uh, the tent revival stuff so <laughs> i've never heard this story that's wild Surprise. were your parents in the ministry not ever full-time as far as they taught Sunday school for decades and was on the praise and worship team for decades. So, I mean, not full time, but I mean, they, they had their oars in the water rowing. Uh, talk to us some more about your family, how you're, you and Kyle are wanting to raise them based on oh, yeah. your experience. Give us yeah. all the hints. So I got to ask a question. I ask that question. You can just tell us. No, we're intent. We're. I feel like we're intentional about what we're doing. I try to bring my kids with me when I do ministry stuff. Um, yeah, I bring Micah with me a lot of the times when we're doing youth group, and uh, he is a little bit young for it. But also, I think he sees what goes into things. Like we set chairs up, we you know stop to get things on the way, we pray every week on the way before we get there, we stay late and clean up. You know, he is super useful just in, you know, set up and that kind of stuff. But, you know, also we're praying together as we do it, you know, so he, it's, I feel like he gets a pretty good glimpse of the behind the curtain of the ministry. A lot of times they like to come with me to praise and worship practice. They like to come early. <laughs> Shiloh, I think, really enjoys it. She's pretty, I mean, all my kids are kind of musical, but she's so sweet. She's really into it. And she will um, talk me into getting her a donut on the way. I was just so, I mean, it's a combo. She'll like tap at her <laughs> chair while deal. she's eating her munchkins. She'll, or, like, you know, her donut. Yeah, but to, she likes know, to come heroes. early and do so that. Cute. My youngest, he's not, I can't trust him yet so <laughs> once i could trust Tristan. him once i could trust him i'll bring him to some places as well the one thing that it, that i feel like i've really missed i don't miss very many things like about having kids and stuff but i do miss that i feel like me and kyle did ministry together a lot more before mm-hmm. so as my kids are getting a little bit older like i'm excited that she'll you know probably come to youth group with me and do things like that and she used to you know sing on the praise team before so i don't know if she'd want to do that again or not 
but I am looking forward to that kind of the you know that and that stage of life too. But this stage is fun and it goes so fast. I almost feel like you have to take advantage of like every second or else it's like, oh, well, now they're ten. So we just try to take advantage. California of and Colorado. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just they leave you and go across the country. Tell us what your favorite faith story is. Wait, like in the Bible or no, like Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> and David personally. <laughs> No, like a, I, I a time know. where I, you felt, you really felt God yeah, um, intervening on your behalf or... I feel like my whole life is like my favorite faith story. I feel like I've got to do so many cool, fun, unique things that it's almost like, man, I could have never planned all that stuff out. I was just saying that so, last week. I was like, I oh my goodness, God planned versus what I had thought it was going to look like. Yeah, I could never have planned like how good it actually happened. Like even right? I mean, even being able to like play music, you know, God kind of set it up for me to play music with uh guys that were pretty mature Christians and a little bit older than me that like really I mean, I think I probably would have been okay and I probably would have been on the right track anyway, but like it was almost even easier. They pulled you up and along. There's older guys that uh that were doing things that i wanted to do and i looked up you know what it is you can you can very easily look up to the wrong people Mm -hmm. you know and and that's really good when i think back about it it's just like those dudes were so solid and so good for me to be hanging around and i'm not even like um i'm not like super into like people mentoring me like I've had people be like, "Hey, you want me to mentor you?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not. That's like, such... Not not in the least do I want you to mentor me. I think that's nice that you would it's offer." It's such a five thing. But then when I, I look don't... back at the situations that God put me in, I was like, "Those dudes were perfect." Mm-hmm. And they didn't ask me to mentor, you know, be my mentor, but they really were. <laughs> make it awkward. But yeah, they, they didn't make it awkward. They really were. You know, I, I feel like my whole life is a is a good faith story. I almost went back to Florida. At one point when I was still a single guy, I was kind of like just wandering around through life. And um, there was something in me that was like, don't go back, just stay here. And I was like, I don't, well, why am I supposed to be at church or what? And then pretty shortly after I met Kyle and that's his, the rest of that is history. But mm-hmm. um, I almost went back and didn't meet my wife. <laughs> so that's a pretty good faith story. That is. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. Um, so. She is. Well, you talk about having the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. How do you try to show that to other kids maybe that are struggling with their faith, that are having a hard time with that? That's a good question. I remember reading The Case for Christ, I think, just coming out of high school, and that's just kind of a, an apologetics book. And there's a whole system built around how you can archaeologically prove the Bible and just all these different facts that go along with it. And I never realized that as a kid. And then I started reading books, those kind of books and that, I don't know if I needed them, but they were nice, you know, and they were encouraging. And I felt like whenever I'd share those kind of facts, people's eyes would just get really wide. They'd be like, oh, there's actually something a little more to this than just you read it and believe it, you know, Mm -hmm. so... I don't know. The Case for <laughs> no. Christ was a pretty... I, I remember reading it and then rereading it and then rereading it. I just remember thinking that it was very interesting. And I, I feel like Chris, who's a five, who's very much that way too, he was saying at one point, he'll probably talk about this later, but at one point he just really decided that he needed to look at his faith and decide if he felt like it was, you know, is this the real deal? Mm-hmm. And instead of talking to people or mm-hmm. finding a mentor, mm-hmm. uh, he just went to books yeah. and he started reading and reading and reading mm-hmm. and fact finding yeah. and was like, yep, mm-hmm. good you know, I don't. I I want to say this. I don't think mentors are bad. I really, no. I really don't. <laughs> no. I actually think they're great. 
I just <laughs> feel like you got to get the right fit. You got to get the right, you got to get the right mentor. Needs to be your idea. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or someone that brings me some facts about why they would be a good mentor. <laughs> they have some statistics There's to my show bio. me. <laughs> Here's how my other mentors have done. Is there anything else you want to tell us? This is the part that I didn't want to happen. I don't know. <laughs> this is where Josh no, pours out his heart. There's no structure. There's no <laughs> definition. Just anything, There's no clear Josh. boundaries. Kate told us about our jellyfish counting story. Beth and I <laughs> count dead jellyfish together. Nice. Like so, on the beach? Yeah. I was eight. Really? I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You can pass. It's fine. I'm pretty boring. Josh, it could be anything. Boring. Funny. I, random. There's no there's no randomness with a five. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any random. Everything is very calculated. It's planned and prepared. Every purchase. Kyle hates it when I get gift cards because then I have to look at everything in the whole store before I can make the right purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so how's that? <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, my it's pleasure. been great hearing your heart and your. It is so great to see people who have the gift of faith that you make it contagious to other people and make it look easy and fun. So it's been great to easy for sure. Have you here? I know Mark and I have appreciated the work that you do with our kids and personally, and and all the kids at the church. And like Chris says, God bless you, Corinne. <laughs> yeah, God bless you, Corinne. Today we were in the church. Corinne says, when is youth group? How soon is it? I said, it's tomorrow. She was like, oh, okay, great. One day. It's so sweet because she is really excited about it. And she asks. Well, that's great. And she also likes the corn dogs. You got to make it fun. She has fun. You got to make it fun for the kids. So thank you for that. That you do. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Bye. See you guys.